Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope that you're doing really well today. I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for this study. I'm so thankful for this time together. Can you believe we are on or in week eight? Wow. It has gone by so quickly. Every single week has been so meaningful for me. I hope it's been meaningful for you. I know that God lined this study up for this moment for my faith journey, and I pray that it has been meaningful in your faith journey. Um, You know, I I just, again, I start off every single week talking about the ups and downs of Abraham's life, the twists and the turns, and the real-life faith um, adventure that he and Sarah were on, and how it was just messy at times, and it was meaningful, and it was just all these different things, and all, all of the things that we can relate to, because our journeys sometimes are messy. Our journeys are miraculous. Our, our journeys are, are uh, meaningful. And so we see just real life pictures of God's present active work um, among his people. And I, I'm so thankful we can celebrate that together. We can open God's word together. We can be encouraged together. We can be challenged together. And as I was preparing for this week, which is week eight, cannot believe that, I was reminded about a concept that we see in the Old Testament, and it's a concept that I call little by little. Um, If you're familiar with the story of the nation of Israel, so that's, you know, whenever Abraham has a son, uh, Isaac, which we're going to see today, and then Isaac um, leads the way to descendants who become the nation of Israel, who actually go in and possess the promised land. Um, we see a phrase that is used a couple of different times to describe that process, and the phrase is little by little. Certainly, God could have provided the promised land in one fell swoop. He could have um, taken care of all of the foreign inhabitants who lived in the promised land. He could have provided that land free and and easily um, for the nation of Israel, but he chose a different path. He chose to take them in little by little. And the reason he did that was because he was teaching them. He was growing them. He was challenging them. He was transforming them. He was changing them. And it, it was on the landscape of their journey into the promised land that happened little by little that they learned how to rightly possess that land. And so that concept has always just been very meaningful to me. It's always stood out as a concept that I think is so true for our lives today. God works in meaningful ways. He works in purposeful ways. Um, Often he works little by little so that we are changed and we are transformed so that we can rightly possess the places and spaces that he freely provides. You see, God is very, very um, interested in our character development. He's very interested in us being a people of God who display his glory among um, among the nations. And so uh, it's just beautiful how God works. And so in your notes, you're going to read just a little bit about little by little. And I hope that you will take time to do that because I, I, what, I, what I've loved in my study of Abraham's life is that I see God was doing the same thing in Abraham's life. He was working. He was moving. He was teaching. He was changing. He was transforming. And it was happening on the landscape of this concept of little by little. Certainly back in Genesis chapter 12, 
whenever God showed up on um, the landscape of Abraham's life and he said, go and move and I'm going to make you into a great nation. It could have happened immediately, right? But no, God waited and he taught and he worked and he moved and he provided little by little. And in the process of that, Abraham was changed. He was transformed. He, he had the opportunity to demonstrate a life of faith. And he also had the opportunity to deal with his sin. And so oftentimes in our life, here's why I'm bringing that up. Oftentimes in our life, we want God to fix it. We want him to provide it. We want him to change it. We want him to remove us or we want him to um, do something, right? In the midst of our hard, in the midst of our overwhelming, in the midst of our questions. We, we don't want to have to walk through this season, right? But as God takes us through it little by little, we're changed, we're transformed. We are made um, into the image of Jesus Christ. We have the opportunity to reflect, um, you know, the, the, the work of God in and through our life. And so the outcome of little by little has always been the same. So I want us to talk about that right now. God is glorified as the people are encouraged. God's name is spread as the people display the difference that God makes among them. And so when you're in a situation that you wish God would just hurry up <laughs> and you wish it would just come to pass and that 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 you would see the, the fulfillment of that promise, just remember that in the process, as God is working little by little, God is glorified. People are encouraged. God's name is spread as the difference that God makes is displayed in and through your life and in and through your situation. So little by little is a wonderful concept that we need to be reminded of, especially as we study this portion of Abraham's life, because we're going to see the promise come to pass. We're going to see in this portion of scripture that God is faithful, that he is at work, and that God is faithful to make the promise and to keep the promise. So what we're going to do today is cover Genesis 18, 19, and 21. And as we cover those three chapters, we're going to see four transforming truths, or excuse me, four key points that lead us to our transforming truth. We better buckle up because today is going to be a day where we see God move in so many specific and meaningful ways in Abraham's life. And it's my prayer that as we study his word together, that we will see that God is working in specific ways in our life and that we will be encouraged to continue to run hard after him. Oh Lord, we love you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time in your word. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you worked little by little uh, in Abraham's life. We thank you for how you worked little by little in the nation of Israel's life. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you've, you are working little by little in our life. And even in the overwhelming situations where we maybe wish that <laughs> it didn't have to be this way, God, can you build our faith? Would you build our faith um, to see how uh, you are going to take this challenge and turn it for your glory and our good? Lord, we love you and we want to see your plans and purposes come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to pick up in Genesis chapter 18. Remember where we left Abraham. He and his um, 
family, his son Ishmael, as well as his family and every male in his possession were circumcised in Genesis chapter 17 as a sign of the covenant, a, a visible mark um, that God uh, had set this people apart to be his chosen people, his royal priesthood, a people belonging to God. And so coming out of Genesis chapter 17, it's like the accelerator button is about to be pressed because we're going to see a lot of things happen in the next couple of chapters. The first thing that we see in Genesis chapter 18 is that nothing is too hard for the Lord. I just wonder if somebody listening today needs that reminder that nothing is too difficult for the Lord, that in the midst of your overwhelming situation, your overwhelming circumstance, your unknown situation, your unknown circumstance, that even right now, nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Let's pick up in Genesis chapter 18 and let's see this unfold. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre. Whenever Abraham is at the great trees of Mamre, good things always happen. The trees of Mamre represented deep communion with God. It represented deep fellowship with God. And every time Abraham is there, God shows up and God does something so beautiful and so specific. And so um, Abraham is sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day, and the Lord shows up on the scene. Uh, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby, and these three men were angels of the Lord, and they came with a message. And that message was very clear that in one year, Abraham's wife, Sarah, would give birth to a son. Sarah was in the background listening to this conversation, and she was actually laughing uh, because she knew that she was well past um, childbearing years, as well as Abraham. They were old, um, and, and certainly from a human standpoint, having a child was no longer possible. And so uh, the Lord hears Sarah laugh. The Lord goes to Abraham and has a conversation with Abraham about this laughter. So let me pick up and, and just read it for you, uh, starting in verse 10. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have the pleasure of this? Will I now have the pleasure to give birth to a child, to a son? Uh, verse 13, then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? Verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. So I love this proclamation that the Lord makes over Abraham's life and he makes it over our life as well. Is anything too difficult? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And what I love about verse 14 is two things. Number one, the Lord posed that in a form of a question. And a question is so powerful because it brings us to a point of decision. I mean, Abraham and Sarah were going to have to answer that question with a clear cut yes or no. And so, yes, they believed that nothing was too difficult for the Lord or no, they didn't. I mean, it was going to bring them to a point of decision. The second thing that I love about this question is that this question centered on the Lord. It didn't center on Abraham and Sarah's circumstances or their age or the reality of the landscape of their life. No, it pointed towards the Lord. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? And so in the midst of our overwhelming situations and circumstances, we can ask ourselves the question, is 
anything too difficult for the Lord? And as we answer that question, we are proclaiming what we believe to be true about our God. And so uh, this is this is a great, great way to set up um, this week's lesson as we think about our circumstances, as we think about our situations, as we think about, um, you know, the reality of our life, do we believe that our God is willing and able to move according to his purposes and his plans for his glory, for our good, for the furtherance of his name, so that we can display the difference that he makes among us, among his people. Uh, so is anything too hard for the Lord? That is our very first key point. And, and of course, we're going to see as um, Abraham and Sarah give birth to a son, that the answer to that is absolutely not, that nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Okay, so um, this conversation wrapped up with these with, with Abraham and Sarah and the men uh, enter back in and the Lord's talking with them in Genesis chapter 18 and God goes on to tell Abraham what is about to happen uh, to Sodom. And so I want us to pick that up and we're going to see our second key point, bold prayers move the heart and protect the mind. I want to say that again, bold prayers move the heart and protect the mind. Verse 16, when the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom and Abraham walked along with them uh, on their way. Verse 17, then the Lord said, shall I, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on the earth will be blessed through him for I've chosen him so that he will um, direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. And so the Lord is saying, I'm going to tell Abraham what I am going to do when it comes to Sodom. And so this provokes a conversation between Abraham and the Lord, where Abraham and the Lord go back and forth about what is going to happen with Sodom. Because listen, Abraham's nephew Lot is down there living by Sodom. So naturally, Abraham's heart is moved when he thinks about what might happen to Lot if the Lord destroys Sodom. And so um, Abraham asks a series of questions, basically like, will you destroy it if this many righteous people are found? And he goes down through a series of numbers and, 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 and gets down to the fact that the Lord says that if 10 righteous people are found, I will not destroy it. And so then the Lord goes down and he investigate Sodom. And we're not going to get into the conclusion of that story. You can read it uh, in Genesis chapter uh, 19 and 20, but basically no righteous people were found except for Lot. And so the Lord rescued Lot and um, brought him and his family out. But the, the reason why I bring this up at this point is because Abraham was a man who was influential and he was going to be influential uh, as God raised him up um, to be the leader of, of the nation of Israel. And so God was protecting Abraham by helping him to have a right mindset and a right perspective on what was taking place. Uh, in regards to Sodom, because the destruction of Sodom was going to be a very big deal. So here's our important key point. When we pray, which is communi communication with God, when we talk to God, when we are you know, sharing our thoughts and we're listening for his reply, and there is an abiding relationship that is happening, 
something very significant happens. Our hearts and our minds are protected because we begin to see things through God's perspective instead of our own. So this is so beautiful, what um, God is doing for Abraham. He is protecting his heart, protecting his mind, so that whenever the destruction does come to pass, Abraham is able to rightly understand it so that he's not fearful of God in the wrong way, but he's fearful of God in the right way. And so for us, as we think about life and as we think about hard things that are happening in life, we need to talk to God about them. We need to engage in communication and conversation, bold prayers, protect our heart and our mind from maybe misunderstanding what God is doing there by maybe misprocessing um, it or misassigning blame or guilt or shame or doubt whenever God is doing something completely different. So if you have a hard situation going on in your life, I would encourage you enter into deep communication, deep prayer, deep um you know, conversation with God where you are both talking and listening and ask him to shape your understanding of that situation. Because you, my friend, you are a person of influence. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a person of great value. And God wants for you to understand what he's doing in and through your life, in and through the lives of your loved ones, and in and through um, our, our world. So let's talk to him about it. Let's not run from him. Let's run to him. So nothing is too hard for God. Bold prayers um, move the heart and protect the mind. They help us to understand what God is doing. And then number three, we're going to move right on to Genesis chapter 20. God never gives up on his people. So let me tell you what happens in Genesis chapter uh, 19. Specifically, God goes down. He sees that there are no righteous people in Sodom. So he does, in fact, destroy that. He does just protect and rescue Lot and um, his family members. And then we pick up in Genesis chapter 20 and we find Abraham in a completely different place in Genesis chapter 20. He is no longer by the great trees of Mamre, which represented that communion with God. Instead, he is down south um, in the Negev in, in between Kadesh and sure. And so he has wandered very far down south in the the land that God had provided to him. And and this stirred up some insecurities. This stirred up some doubts. This stirred up some questions in his heart because as he goes back down there and it makes us just shake our head and go, "Abraham, what in the world are you thinking?" He once again tells the the king there that Sarah is his sister instead of his wife. And so I'm just going to paraphrase what happens here. But we're going to see that God never gives up on his people because, thankfully, the king in Genesis chapter 20, who God afflicted um, and, and appeared to him in a vision and told him that you needed, he needed to give Sarah back to Abraham, he was a person of integrity. He went to Abraham and he said, why have you done this? Why have you um, uh, afflicted me? Why have you afflict, afflicted my people? And something comes out in this conversation that is very, very 
very important. And we're going to pick it up in Genesis chapter 20, starting in verse 11 and following. Abraham replied, I said to myself, there is surely no fear of God in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister and the daughter of my father, though not only my mother, and she became my wife. Verse 13, and when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, this is how you can show your love to me. Everywhere we go, say of me, he is my brother. Okay, so this is very important for us to realize that as the promise fulfillment of, of Isaac um, comes closer and closer, God has Abraham look at an initial sin that had been plaguing his entire journey from the very beginning of Genesis chapter 12, apparently, before God, you know, when God set him out um, uh, to leave his home country and to go to a land God was going to show him, Abraham and Sarah had a conversation that said, hey, this is how you can love me, Sarah. You can say you are my sister instead of my wife. And so whenever um, we, you know, encounter kings or we encounter people who are going to look at you and maybe want you or or, or see you as a possession, instead of saying you're my wife, say that you are my sister. And so that was going against the heart of the promise, which was God was going to make Abraham and Sarah into a great nation. He was going to provide a descendant. He was going to provide a son through them. And so whenever God, you know, Abraham would go into these territories or these lands, and he wasn't sure, you know, how he would be treated because of Sarah. Ultimately, when you peel the onion, Abraham was revealing that he wasn't trusting God. And so right before Isaac is born, it's like God says, we're going to deal with this one final time. And so Genesis chapter 20 is Abraham having to look at his sin. And it is Abraham having to deal with his sin. And it is Abraham having to endure the consequences of his sin because here's what happens. God shuts the womb or the wombs of the people in that land and Abraham has to pray for them to be opened. Don't think that that was lost on Abraham. Abraham had to pray for other people's wombs to be opened because he didn't trust God with his own life. So that was the last and final thing that God was going to really clear up in Abraham's life before he moved on to providing that descendant, before he provided that son. And so our key point is God never gives up on his people. God is so faithful to correct his people. God will deal with the deep, deep, deep sin. You peel that onion, you get to the heart of that sin, and then experience that transformation. Go deep with God, friends. And as you go deep with God, the impact, the, the change, the transformation you will experience in your life will be so full. It'll be so freeing. It'll be so abundant. So Genesis chapter 20 is kind of a hard chapter to look at because you're going, Abraham, why are we doing this again? But just know in God's faithfulness, God is having Abraham look at the heart of his sin that got him in trouble from the very beginning. And he is giving him a chance to see it through God's right perspective. So this takes us to our fourth key point, and that is 
God moves according to his purposes and his plan. Look at Genesis chapter 21. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised. Oh, friends, who needs to hear this word today? That God shows up and that God moves according to his plans and his purposes. Abraham didn't disqualify himself. Sarah didn't disqualify herself. You haven't disqualified yourself. I haven't disqualified myself. But as we surrender and submit to God's timing, his timing, his little by little timing, his plans and his purposes, they will come to pass. I'm gonna tell you about my day yesterday. I had a rough day. I, I don't know why. I, I re there wasn't any reason for it. Like I couldn't, I can't pinpoint anything, but it was just one of those days where I got in my head, I think, and I started listening to my thoughts instead of God's thoughts. And I, I was discouraged. I was like asking these questions like, does my life, it wasn't like doom and gloom. I don't want you to think of that, but I can just sometimes go, does it matter? Like the things that we're doing, does it matter? Does it count? You know, have I messed up? God, where, where are you in the midst of all this? It was just one of those days, just one of those questioning days, you know? And so I um, was actually preparing for our time uh, of study here. And a friend of mine who lives out of town, I don't see her very often, just texted me and she goes, hey, I, I just feel like I need to pray for you today. Um, what can what can I pray for you? And I, I was like, okay, that sounds really good. Well, I, I just in that moment decided to be honest and just say, hey, I'm just, I'm just down today. I'm just having one of those days where I'm like questioning, like why, why are things the way that they are? In fact, I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read the, the text that I sent to my friend because um, it's very transparent. I said, thank you so much. This morning, I'm feeling discouraged, even though I know better. Do you ever look at your life and wonder, God, are we making any progress? Are we making an impact or a difference? Of course, I know the focus of this question is all wrong, but it is still so real. So will you pray for my focus and my heart's desire to align with the Lord? And so I sent that and I went on with my day. And then later in the afternoon, I received a text from another friend and she said, Basically, I always ask you to pray for me, but I, I never pray for you. And she goes, I pray for you, but I don't ever ask how I can pray for you. And I just, I just want you to know that, 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 that you're an encouragement to me, is basically what she said. And so I was like, okay, God, you have my attention. So I sent her a similar message. And then I texted back my friend who had texted earlier that morning. And I said, hey, look at this. And she goes, I love it. I love it. Because... This morning, Andrea, I prayed that God would send somebody to encourage you. And I, I'm sharing that with you, not because I need encouragement today. I'm doing fine. God is good. Everything is fine. I'm not sharing it because of that. I'm sharing it to say that God is so faithful to not give up on his people. And he is so faithful to provide according to his plans and his purposes for Abraham and Sarah. It was a long journey from Genesis 12 to Genesis 21. There was a lot of ups and downs. There were a lot of twists and turns. There were a lot of hard times. 
but God was present and God was faithful. And Abraham and Sarah, they stayed in there, friends. They stayed in there. They didn't quit. They didn't get discouraged. They didn't throw their hands up in the air. Little by little, God provided. And little by little, they responded in obedience and faith. And the outcome of it is seen right here in Genesis chapter 21, verse 1, that God showed up, God provided just like he said he would. So we need to know, even when we don't feel it, that God moves according to his purpose and his plan. Here's our transforming truth. Trusting God means trusting his timing. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It stinks, right? Because we want God to change it. We want him to provide it. We want him to fix it. We want him to remove it. We want him to make it easy. We want him to answer all the questions. But as we, as we surrender to his little by little process and plan in our life, and as we follow his timeline and, and trust his heart in the process, then you know what's going to happen? God is going to be glorified and we are going to be encouraged. God is going to, his name is going to be spread as we display the difference he makes in us. And so as we look at Genesis chapter 18, 19, and 21, I want to encourage you to, number one, know nothing is too hard for the Lord. Number two, bold prayers, which I would just say is honest communication, moves the heart and protects the mind. Number three, God never gives up on his people, and it is so important for us to deal with the sin in our life. And number four, God moves according to his purpose and his plan. Nothing takes him by surprise. He is always in control. He is always on his throne. So little by little, he is at work right now in your life, through your life. And it is to him, for him, through him, by him. Um, and it is to bring glory to his name. So stay in the process, friends. Stay in the process. Don't get discouraged. Keep on keeping on. And when you have a rough day, reach out to a friend and ask them to pray for you. I promise you it'll make a huge difference in your day and it will help you to refocus on God's plans and purposes as revealed little by little in and through your life. I love you and we'll talk about it this week. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.